At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Film Photography Podcast, Analog Talk. I am your host, Tim. I'm Chris, and today we have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, my friend Adrian, who is a newbie to film photography. Say hi, Adrian. Noob. That's me. I'm a noob. Exactly right. <laughs> so today we thought we'd ask your thoughts about film photography as a medium and what you're used to and kind of just geek out a little bit. How's Perfect. That? Cool. I love it. Yeah, this is fun. So what is your main source of taking pictures? Yeah, right now, uh, I would say is my iPhone 6S Plus. I had essentially graduated into taking pictures with that phone coming from a BlackBerry, which obviously you couldn't take any kind of (laughs) artistic, creative pictures whatsoever. But this phone, honestly, I I first kind of got into iPhones with, I think, the 5, maybe iPhone 4. Really didn't enjoy taking pictures whatsoever with the the digital format, but my uh, family friend, who I consider like a very, very close uh like uncle basically shot film for a very long time and he had a canon film camera and that was really nice. kind of the the intro to to me taking pictures oh i thought it was me yeah no, you were like, <laughs> you were, <laughs> like i'm the reason why he shoots film you okay. are I, I would give you the, mo- the most That's what credit. she told me exactly i would give you the most credit for it uh my uncle dirk though he gave me like the camera to to borrow like for a few days. Do you still have it? No. Nice. Oh, no, no, I was gonna say no, let's no. go oh. shooting with it. I know. I wish I did. Um, he, uh, my uncle Dirk, I think is from uh, from Germany. I know that for a fact. But he has always shot film. Yeah. He's never shot digital cameras yeah. whatsoever, and in, in regards to the phone or any kind of. DSLR. Do you think that's where you got your... So Adrian has an incredible eye for photography. We'll mm. share his Instagram and his website for you guys to check out. Thank you. Um, which it's like an interesting point because it's like, oh, does a camera make you a photographer? Does a film camera make you a mm-hmm. photographer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, True. I think... True. Like seeing your work, yeah. like put that whole like perspective like threw me off. Sure. I was like... How, wait what <laughs> i think for me the honestly though the person that i would attribute to giving me my eye would be my film teacher okay in high school like movies film movies or? film uh. exactly because oh. that is really where my um 
I would say like my my passions lie it would yeah. first be in film and then be in photography sure. I would say um, but my film teacher Mrs. Jacobs at Taft uh, she really was the one who like pushed me into being a little bit more um, I, I would say like observant in mm. terms of my surroundings mm. so she I think is the one who kind of pushed me into doing that and then my uncle uh, Dirk was the one who kind of just introduced me to the idea of shooting with I th- film I think people like can yeah. tell that you have like a natural yeah. ability or yeah. get, like an eye for that I mean, oh, I yeah, see you it, definitely have an eye. and I'm Thank like, you. I like want to flourish it. Like, I'm like, let's go shooting. I'll teach you yeah. how to use a camera. No, like, exactly. I think she probably saw the same thing. And was like, Adrian, exactly right. Focus in on this. Zoom in on exactly this. Exactly you know? right. Which I think is really yeah, and really she cool. still does that to this day because the web series that I shoot too. She, whenever I post pictures of me holding the camera, she's like, I'm so glad to see you still pursuing it. I think that's just something oh, I've tried nice. to. Uh, you know what I mean? She's still very much like, yeah. per, you know, pushing me to to per, you yeah, know, that's, that's great. Exactly to aspire to do those types of things. Now you have a, a whole like, I guess routine or yeah. like method about how you, how you create your look. Sure. Can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, I people always tell me like you have such a great eye, whatever, and I'm like, okay, cool, that's I, I appreciate it. But so much of what I do also is in like in editing a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So I think mm. uh, a strong suit of mine is using uh, like third party editing apps. Like Visco is my my one true. Oh yeah, yeah. My one true mm-hmm. love. But for me, I think a lot of what has been kind of the catalyst in me pursuing photography just in terms of like me loving to do it has been obviously my phone because that's my my one tool but just being able to be that observer yeah. you know what I mean I think for me I you always call me like a street photographer yeah. which I had never really kind of like attributed <laughs> yeah. to myself but I just love experiencing like what people are doing and how people exist and that really has been like the 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 aesthetic that I've, I try to go for I don't I don't like to to like uh maybe tunnel myself into one type of photography like for now I'm, I'm trying to get into portraiture a little bit more um but I I do love the idea of just taking pictures of like urban cities and yeah. people and like we went to Venice Beach that yeah was I was just amazing. gonna say you guys yeah. can actually check out Adrian and I shooting together in one of my YouTube videos uh I shot with the Olympus Stylus Epic, and Adrian had the Yashica T4, and we mm. just went out to Venice and just kind Man, of... Man, how did you how did you let the Yashica out of your hands? You know, for it, a was video? Fast, it was hard. <laughs> I was like, which one do you want to shoot? And I, he was like, I was like, you want? To, he was like, yeah, I'll take the Yashica, and I was like, oh, okay, oh. <laughs> because I had never shot the Olympus, so I was like, no, let me shoot. Yeah, I have yeah. to shoot this because I've never shot it. Right. Um, but you could even tell in that video if you watch, like he he just goes up to people and just like pow, yeah, like that. And one of my favorite shots from that video is the the woman on the bike. She's walking the bike, yeah, that's and he right. just like bam, right, yeah. right, and kept walking. And I love that image. And I love, I mean, I I just just a talent that like Timothy, you do a lot of street photography. You were saying yeah, yeah I, yesterday I, you went out yeah. and we were shooting protesters, like got in their face mm-hmm. and everything. Amazing. And I can't wait to see those images. But I can't. I just me. I am just like. I'll like see the shot yeah. and just walk by and be like, damn, I sure, missed it because sure. I just I can't be that evasive. Yeah. Well, just with that whole protester thing yesterday, it was wild because like all the newspapers and all like the the city photographers here were standing so far away from everything totally. and they didn't have zoom lenses on or anything. They were just like so far from the action. And I just walked right into the middle of the street, went right up to the memorial, was up at the people posing them like, hey, can you guys get together I, like I, in their I, faces? So great. And, you know, getting those 
crazy dramatic yeah. angles and stuff and it's just like i walked away and i saw the look on like all the other people's faces like oh yeah that guy got some good shots <laughs> I like, that i yeah. relate to so much because uh, to be honest one of my first kind of career aspirations was to pursue photojournalism mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then an oh, yeah. offshoot of that was uh wanting to be a war photographer oh to be God. honest when I was, that's that like a dream of mine yeah exactly just kind of going into you know into these war-torn countries i did mm-hmm. for a hot hot second contact like the marines and the army that's to see insane. if like that because that's oh, a, that's nice, a specific nice. like role that you can do yeah. you know in those oh, yeah. in those positions and my mom freaked out she's like please don't do that <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> so i was like okay I'll, I'll try to figure something else out but that's still one of my my dreams because that really is where you get to dive in and really be in the you know knee deep yes. into protesters yeah. wherever it is you know that's fascinating to me there's a great documentary on hbo I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, oh, come on. Um, didn't the gentleman, he was a, a photographer, didn't he get killed? No. There's no, no, no. one where he, where the photographer and I think one of his other um, uh, co-workers, they died. But he was a very, very famous um, I'll check that documentary out yeah. too. The documentary on HBO, he, it's, it follows this guy's career and he shot th- through World War II. Oh, interesting. Um, and just like the images that he captured and like, the ethics of like he shot he shot like this one horrible war scene mm. and he shot mm. it and then immediately or no he like covered it up and didn't shoot it and then he went back and uncovered it and shot it and then like had Ooh. like you know these horrible like guilty emotions and it was like a big discussion yeah. of like is that your job to shoot sure. that and show it or yeah. should you have respect for you know it's just it's very interesting see i love that like the whole social documentary that kind of stuff it's just wild absolutely i would love to be i would love to be knee deep in that stuff and you know taking tear gas in the face exactly just for the cause you know exactly he uh okay so this gentleman's name was tim hetherington and the he made a documentary called restrepo which was about like this unit in a war-torn country and he was like attached i've definitely heard of that yeah exactly he was attached as like their photographer um, and it won like an Oscar or, or was nominated for an Oscar and a whole bunch of other things. But he really was like the first introduction for me as somebody who did that solely as a career. And now it's just mm-hmm. like there are so many people who do it full time, which is crazy. Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely a saturated market. Exactly. Under Fire. Under Fire, the untold story of Tony Vaccara. Vaccara. It's a phenomenal documentary, guys, if you get the chance to yeah, check it out. I'm, yeah, I'm getting on that. It's incredible. So Chris and I work together, and she uh, has always been, I would say, I, I was a large catalyst in me shooting film. I really had not done it since 2007. Wow. I was in middle school. I don't mean to age myself, but... <laughs> you mean young yourself. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, but in that case, you really were the one who was the person to say, like, why aren't you shooting film? Yeah, because a lot of, like, the, the aesthetic of the images that you do mm-hmm. share, you spend a lot of time in those third-party apps creating the look of film. Exactly right. So for me, mm-hmm. I was just like, just shoot film. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Right, that's like, true. You just don't have to do any more work. You just shoot the film and then you there you go. Exactly. That's exactly that's exactly where I was right before I made the made the jump into just being strictly film. Like totally. I was using, you know, all the Visco presets that you could get for Lightroom and I was man, I was like I love the way the Tri-X looks yeah. and the Portra, you know. And then I'm just like, wait, wait. Why don't I just shoot? <laughs> Why don't exactly. I just shoot Tri-X and Portra? I think that's where and, I'm at now. Yeah. Mhm. And it just it kind of it kind of breathes this breath of fresh air into your photography. You know, like once you start shooting film, it's like you get this whole, you know, new supermarket of candy and mm-hmm. stuff to play mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. 
you you've exhausted you know you you've shot a million pictures with your iphone and you've used you know every single visco filter to the point where you don't even have to think about it anymore that's you know? true and that's actually very true and to the, it's, it's actually to the point now where i use the same visco filter yeah. and i have yeah 40 mm-hmm. of them you know a- what i mean a6 yeah a6 is my is my filter for life um i actually became a member of this thing that visco has called visco x which uh the 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 presets that they give you for free are trying to replicate those films uh those film yeah. stocks that you can mm-hmm. shoot but visco x has specific ones so it is like portrait yeah they're called like the film Elf names PA, yeah. or you know ph5 whatever the one you um suggested to me so those ones now i'm tr- i'm starting to experiment with and they have additional editing features but like the cameras you give me and the film you suggest really have provided me insight into why i should be doing it more. yeah the first time was the traveling film camera right it was so, when i went to san francisco so i have uh this little project that has kind of been put to the wayside because i've been so uh, into the podcast but it's ca- the, called the traveling film camera it's on instagram if you guys want to check it out where i basically it started with uh one of my really good friends who was my roommate at the time um she was going to israel and i was like oh i got this uh olympus stylus or 150 mm-hmm. zoom at a thrift store for like two bucks i was like why don't you just take this and mm-hmm. shoot some film and i don't care what happens to it because you know it was only th- yeah. three dollar one yeah and we were obsessed with what she got back. She amazing. went to Israel yeah. and was like, you know, oh, the Dead Sea man. and all these, the wall and the yeah. thing. And I was just like, oh my God. So then, flash forward, my boyfriend went to Japan shortly after that. And I was like, oh, take the same camera. Exactly. That, and I was take like, the camera. Yeah, I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah. oh, that's kind of cool that it's been to Israel and now it's been to Japan. Yeah. And I was like, wait, where else can I have it go? So totally. it turned into like a little project. And Adrian was going to San Francisco. And yes. I said, he asked me, can I can I be a part of it? I said, yes, take, yeah. please take this camera. So And I was the first person to go nationally. Everybody else had gone to every, South Africa and yeah, India. Yeah, yeah. And but I was like, places. I don't care. Oh, I, want, yeah, I, want, yeah. I want you to... San Francisco is gorgeous. Yeah, so I absolutely. knew that you were going to get some great stuff. So I sent him with the, that camera and a, a roll of 36 exposure portrait. Mm-hmm. And the stuff he got back... It, I was it, in love. I was absolutely obsessed with it. And I, for me, I think, honestly, it's like... Like when I compare that to the digital stuff, like obviously digital is great, but yeah. like the film, like you said, has just like these nuances oh, that yeah. you really can't replicate in any kind of mm-hmm. editing software, whatever it is. You just do it and there you go. Yeah. And a lot of those pictures that I took from San Francisco didn't need editing, no. which I loved. I was yeah. like, I yeah. could just post these yeah. and I'm, I'm obsessed with them. You know? Yeah. The colors were great. All of the... All of that stuff was just amazing. Yeah, that was portrait. That's my that's my absolute favorite part of shooting film. Mm-hmm. Is like, I mean, other than like knocking out some dust and like a cat hair or something yeah. right. I got in the negative when I'm scanning. Yeah. Like, I really, I really don't have to do anything no, to it. Exactly. You know? and that was so fun. And then the second time I took uh, one of your cameras was to was it to New York? Yeah. And that I had some issues with. Yeah. So I sent him <laughs> with a a Canon AU one. Yeah. And but which mm. we had shot before we we shot with it like two weeks before I left. Oh yeah, I think, we went right? out to Hollywood. Exactly and shot right. Too. Yeah. But I I didn't give him the really good breakdown of how to load the film. Which <laughs> that yeah. is not at all your fault because you did explain it to me. I just didn't register in my mind. So what? Tell everybody what happened. Um. So I like I like we said we had gone shooting in Hollywood maybe a few weeks before. Obviously you were there with me, so you're like here's what you do. Yeah. You load it. Yeah. You twist it. You yeah. do all this other kind of stuff. And I had no problem. And I shot that roll of film in like ten minutes yeah. or something, which was so fun. Uh, and she was like, take it to, to New York. Please have a good time with it. You know, you'll have no problem. And I was like, perfect. It's going to be fine. 
I had full faith. I was perfectly okay with like the fact that you had told me <laughs> I how like to do I this. I failed you. No, because... not at all. Not at all. So you told me to go uh, get two or get at least uh, the black and white yeah. film, which was Ilford, Ilford right? Ilford HP 5 Which was yeah. fantastic. And then there was the, I think I ended up buying another roll of um, Kodak Portra mm-hmm. 400. I had, we, I called you in Sammy's in, in New York. No, in B&H. Oh, B&H. We we that's B&H. right. That's He's right. Yeah. FaceTimed me from B&H <laughs> I was like, Chris, how do I do this? So she explained it to me. I was like, okay, I think it's working. <laughs> and I was shooting the entire time and I, something had happened and I didn't realize, I think the back wasn't closed all the way. So I, oh, I got no. nervous that the, uh, that the light was like, you know, messing up the film. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just mm. try redoing this. And then I noticed that the film hadn't caught on all the way. Yeah. So it hadn't twisted. So all the shots I had taken didn't no. exist. So I ripped it out and I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no yes. point. <laughs> I've done, I've done that many times. <laughs> exactly. And then the second time I was shooting with the black and white film. Yeah. And I think I had realized that a few times the back still wasn't closing really? properly for whatever reason. I don't know what it was that I was doing oh, that was man. wrong. But I noticed that it was twisting. So I was like, okay, there's something yeah. that is going on that's working. So I shot that whole role. And that was one I ended up bringing back to you. Yeah. We developed and I fell in love with it. There were some crazy light leaks. Yeah. And like I had Which to do... actually turned out pretty cool. Yeah, they were they were actually turned out very nice. I mean, light me. leaks is funny because people, their first thing, oh no. And they're like, oh no, I ruined the yeah. whole role. But then you get them back and you're like, wait, no, that's really cool. No, exactly. And that's, yeah. uh, that's exactly how I felt. I think they ended up... They some of them were like a little washed out, but I thought it still added to the effect of it. And the black and white mm-hmm. made it feel so old, yeah, like the New York. Exactly, yeah. it was so cool. Oh, I loved man. it. It was amazing. And you know what? It made me miss the fact. I, I mean, because I had lived in New York for a little while. I went to school out there, um, and then I lived in New York for a few years after that for work. And I, it made me regret not shooting film yeah. there at some point yeah. or another you know what I mean because yeah. I was like there are so many things that I experienced there was um like all those marches that were going mm-hmm. on when I uh when I first got there like the uh, one per the 99 percent marches all oh, those occupy, things occupy, occupy yeah, exactly that yeah. was all happening when I was in college Man, I, I was would like kill to have been there during exactly that. so I was just like I missed out yeah. on those things I didn't even take pictures of that because I didn't really have a phone that I was yeah. shooting with at the That's time either so I, it made me miss the fact that I could have done those things but that that roll of film that I shot in New York, the black and white one, came out amazing. Those are some of my favorite pictures. Yeah, and the Hollywood ones came out really cool too. You, yeah, I love those ones as well. We shot. We just went out in Hollywood one day and just. I was planning on doing a YouTube video, and we did, just turned into just us having fun in Hollywood, yeah, and shooting around. That's right. Um, and those images again. He just you just have just such an eye for like capturing people i appreciate that like really i mean just it's so much fun to watch too because yeah. like oh, damn like he just <laughs> woo, he just so he just he just shot and kept walking and it's just like i'm just like uh, wanting to be like hey, sorry like right. apologizing on your behalf it's there it's like already happened but. now what was the yashiki camera that you lent me when i went to san francisco for pride was that it was the black one? Oh yeah i have a so i have a yashika t4 and a yashika t5 don't. I'm obsessed. It's, it's, we'll not talk. We'll not talk about it. Oh but you let me the T5. So I let you the right? T5. Yeah, because yeah, I wanted a black T4, yeah. and then I got a T- black T5. It's yeah. fine. Anyway, yeah. So I, sh- yeah, that's that's right. I forgot about that too. You went to Pride in San Francisco, yeah. and I put Ektar. We got Kodak Ektar because you the said colors the colors of Pride were would be, be cool. incredible. Yeah, and we were right. Yeah. 
that we got some incredible images of like the parade exactly. and all the colors of the flags and everything. That was very, very cool too. And I remember specifically shooting with that camera and on multiple occasions, people were like, is that a Yashika T5? No way. I, I, don't, I don't know oh, if I told you man. that. That was bizarre. See? <laughs> it was That's bizarre. so funny. So I'm like, there is some kind of, you know, like, you know. It's famous. Yeah, famous I guess that is the camera, you know, uh-huh. or one of the cameras to have. But that was cool. That made me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm like in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're part of the our club yeah exactly but i don't know i mean that that was a cool camera to, uh, camera to shoot on too i think for me i did love the ae1 even though it gave me problems in new york yeah. but the point and shoot something about point and shoot it like falls into Be- what i do i was more. gonna say that's yeah. because you're the instant gratification of just exactly. having i'm gonna press this button and not have to worry about just any settings and exactly. just like yeah. see what i get at the end yeah um and i knew that because the problems that you did have in yeah. in you know uh New York, I was like, just take this point shoot. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Except for your eye yeah. and what you want. Yeah. Um, I think once I gain more experience, obviously, like you guys have had and understanding like some of the settings that you can do. I'll give you a photography do. 101 class. Yeah, exactly. One is for sure, one yeah. of these days. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll fall into a little bit more. Yeah. Um, out of those three experiences, what what do you think what is your favorite? Like, could you do, do you have a favorite film stock? You've shot three so far. You've shot. Yeah, I po- think um, uh, to be honest, I really really love that black and white. Yeah, yeah, the Ilford. Mm. That uh, that Timoth- to me, Timothy's like, yep. Is that your your go to? <laughs> yeah. You like black well, and I, white? I'm, a, I'm more of like a Kodak Triax, but yeah, black and white all the way. Like, he shoots it forever. Majority of his, of his work is black and white. <laughs> Mine see, is majority color. Color so exactly. Him and I have that. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is I say that even though the majority of my, the pictures i post on instagram are in color too but the black and white just the something about it made me feel like i was looking at like new york times from like yeah. the 1800s mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, it was that's... so cool mm-hmm. i absolutely love that's it. what i love about it too yeah it just gives like a timeless like a timeless factor to exactly. it when it's when it's black and white it transports you in a way yeah i definitely have a ton of respect for color photographers though mm-hmm. because it's it's just something that i can't wrap my head around i explained that before in other episodes yeah. and stuff but it's just it's it's a little too much for me. Mm. Like I I like I like to keep it. Plus I'm just on this kick of doing the same repetitive thing sure. over and over again just to try to, you know, narrow it down and stick to a style and mm-hmm. have a, you know. Yeah. I love that. Just like a general aesthetic, just like yeah. I would on my on my Instagram. Maybe yeah. I'll do like a, a chunk of time where it's all black and white. Because yeah. I do love shooting in black and white, editing in black and white too, even with digital. So yeah. maybe I'll try mm-hmm. doing that at some point. And now you have a whole a section on your website of your film work too. In black and white. That's true. You just put you didn't put the other stuff up there? There's I, isn't there There's a variety of film stuff, but I think there is a black and white section. Oh. So I wanna that nice. is I think that's enticing me to add more. Yeah. You know for what sure. I mean? <laughs> so cool. we'll see. What inspired you guys to shoot film? I, I would have to say that um just like what we were talking about earlier, you know, using all the filters yeah. on like Visco and and all that stuff and there was just this there's there's like a camaraderie with film photography Mm -hmm. there's there's like a like a bond you know Mm -hmm. and i i wasn't getting that on the other end of things see i i had moved i had moved from my home state about five years ago Mm -hmm. and got really hardcore back into shooting film photography about five years ago and i was kind of like in an area where i don't know many people and I didn't have people to bounce things off of in the digital world because, you know, if I have last year's digital camera, I'm a loser. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm sick of not getting my answers or my questions answered. So I'm just going to start doing something different and filling this like void that I've had mm. for my creativity and photography for so long. And I kind of, you know, I, I did photography in high school. I did all that stuff. And it just kind of, like like we said i was using all those film stock filters and i was like well why don't i why am i just not 
let's just do that yeah you know let's let's try that I out love it. i i shot like two or three rolls and i was like yeah i'm never going back i immediately sold my my dslr like i, I mean immediately it was just <laughs> like i'm selling this and i'm getting a medium format camera and I'm going for it. I'm switching all my portrait sessions. All my everything is going to be shot on film because it, it's it it's just so much easier. Like the the editing time, like I said, minus like knocking dust out right. and all kinds of stuff. Like my editing time is nothing. I scan, clear out the dust, and post it. Yeah. You know, it's I done. Love it. yeah. Like I think it's going to be me eventually. I still do not own a film camera. I know. Which oh, I think no. is get this get this guy. <laughs> I know. I know. I yeah. We'll we'll have to go like flea market flea shopping market or shopping, and we'll yeah, get you something yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yes. totally. Because that I think once I have it, obviously like borrowing yours and you lending them has and been think, really fun. I think. But. The A one once once because the the metering is a little tricky on that, mm-hmm. but once you get the hang of it, it's like oh yeah, like you can just that's the it. that's the one that people get when they start out yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye out for all right. Same me well, even even if you can find him something like the the Canon FTs or the FTBs yeah. they have or a Canonet, they have that quick loading yeah 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 the quick loading thing. So you don't you rarely miss that. Like I I think in the two years I've been shooting the FT and the FTB, I have not missed like catching the the roll of film mm. once you know because it it latches down on it yeah. and takes it right away those, okay. are pretty, those are pretty cameras too i yeah and they're cheap i mean you can get a whole setup for like 50 or 60 bucks that's with the, like the nice, lens too wow yeah yeah that could be that could be a little investment for me i think that would be smart yeah, yeah then we could go shooting all the time exactly dude a hundred bucks a hundred bucks you can get a camera a lens and a brick of film you know what oh I mean? yeah <laughs> oh, exciting. it is exciting yeah it's very do, exciting it, do, it, do it do it um, do it my story i think we've probably talked about this before on the podcast but i started shooting film that exclusively was, well i learned it because yeah. it was the, the yeah you the, went to school for that i did and i <clears throat> started in high school it was <laughs> it was the end of the 90s so i'll age myself there um so same I learned. Here, same here. I learned on film. I had a makeshift darkroom under my stairs. I, wow. I um, ended up going to photography school, and they were just. It was two thousand three when when I started. So they were still half of the year in the darkroom, and the rest of the half in mm-hmm. the in the in learning digital. Mm-hmm. But they our camera that we were required to get was a Mamiya six four five AFD. Oh, nice! <sighs> I sold it. <laughs> of course that's what we do know, we always do we graduate like, to new and, and i know it's things. like mm-hmm. i i had so I'll, the medium format cameras i had i started with that then i had a context 645 sold that which i'm still mm. mad at myself so now i have my my medium formats my, my pentax mm-hmm. um yeah which i only shot a couple rolls it was out for a pair it's back i'm gonna get back into it but it's the, the evolution of my medium format cameras. It's kind of it. funny. Um, but we learned, so we spent half the year in the darkroom. And then at the end of the year, everybody was buying the latest digital camera because they were, I mean, it was interesting because we were, we learned, we spent all this time in the darkroom learning, but it was, it was changing that fast. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people were like, we have to get digital if we mm-hmm. want to like pursue this because everything's happening. And it, my, I remember my parents are like, wait, we, we, what, what you, mm. we just, you just got a four. Yeah. <laughs> like your student loan, you, like you, you 40, yeah. it was a $4,500 for that mm. kit. That set up oh, that kit. Goodness. So I was like, no, I need another camera. I need, my parents are like, what? Mm. So I, so, and it was between like people were getting it night, the, the Nikon, whatever was out then. I don't remember. Mm. And the Canon 10 D, which mm. was the, like the, whatever the Nikon was, 
and the Canon 10D, and people were like not picking a side, but kind of. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. And I remember I almost went with the Nikon because it was smaller and mm. it felt better in my hands, but mm. more people were getting the Canon. Yeah. And I had shot Canon, I think probably in the past, so that's what I decided to go with. And that, that of course, is like brand loyalty. So now everything I have was Canon. And I've, you know, I got the 10D, then I had the 40D, mm-hmm. then I had the 5D, and then a 5D Mark II, and then the five, now I'm at the 5D Mark III because I do still shoot. I shoot professionally and digital is still what you need in the professional world but um, oh yeah i had a friend in probably 2000 this must have been 2010 11 before i moved to la and he was like you gotta get a film camera and i was like what he's like yeah just like get a film camera shoot a film and i was like okay so he convinced me to get a canon um because it took all my lenses the elon 7ne oh yeah which is fun it was such a good camera because it takes all the canon glass so we went out to a vineyard and shot a roll, and I went to Boston, I think, on the same roll with friends, and I had the, the roll sat, because I like, didn't get it developed, because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you just, like, let the roll sit. You mm-hmm. don't, like, get it developed right away, and then I was like, let me go get that roll developed, and then I was, like, mind blown. I was like, Interesting. what? <laughs> I was like, I couldn't get over the difference. That's crazy. It was like, these, and this, the, the, the lab I went to, the guy was like, oh, do you want JPEGs or TIFFs? And I was like... I don't know. He's like, I'll, I'll give you tips, which is like a huge file. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was seeing every bit yeah, of detail the file. Mm-hmm. in these files and was like, I feel like I could walk into this photograph. Yeah, totally. That, because of, there's so much detail. I love that. The highlights weren't blown out. Mm. That changed everything for me. So now, like I said, like all my personal work is, is yeah. I, I never take my digital camera unless I'm going to work. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You see, I'm I, again, I'm going into it now, but I'm also the type of person I will not let that film roll sit. Like, no. I, I want it, I'm going to shoot I mean, all I don't, I don't anymore. Yeah. That, that could, because I was like, was it like not realizing like what, you know, that moment hadn't clicked for me where it changed yeah. every now. I'm like, I shoot it, I'm like, I need it back. And I like, I have a problem sending my film away to like nicer labs mm-hmm. because I don't want to wait two weeks. Right. I want it back in an hour. So luckily there's a yeah. lab that's close to me that can do a good job in an hour so mm-hmm. that I'm like, as soon as it's done, I'm at the place. Amazing. Yeah. See, I, I heard something the other day. I was I scrolling through one of the YouTube photog- film photographer guys and he was talking about like one of people's excuses for not shooting film is that it takes too long you know like it's you gotta wait forever and it's it is that's not true at all like literally i shot those Mm -hmm. protesters last night at like 7 30 p.m got home from work developed it right away yeah i kind of waited on it because i was tired i scanned them this morning but literally the turnaround and and there's another thing though like i wish i wasn't so prideful about being a film shooter that I would have like yeah. a digital camera with me just for the turnaround yeah. of stuff like that. But yeah. like hell no, hell no. I'm not I'm not going back. Like not not now. I've I've dug myself too deep in this hole. That's amazing. And I'm, but you know, it the turnaround is like people are, are really scared to get into it because they're like they're so used to the mm-hmm. like the instant gratification of how right. photography is now. I mean, I forget. I heard something forever ago. It's like as many pictures taken in a day is like basically mm-hmm. was taken in like oh yeah time of whole, shooting whatever way you back know, before. See, you think about like yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Instagram, Instagram stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like where are all those going? Right. You know. Well, let's not go down that right now. <laughs> Our minds will literally yeah. just melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. We don't have four more hours that's for cuckoo. that. <laughs> but, dude, it's just it, it. It's awesome that you use your iPhone. I mean, that's one tool that I wish that I could. Because you know they say the best For camera sure. you have is the one you yeah. have with you all the time, and like that is one hundred percent true. But that is also why I carry three yeah. cam- cameras mm-hmm. in a book bag every single day when I leave. But I. 
I just love that that you you know you've you've used that you use that yeah. like your paintbrush right there every time you go out you're you know you're killing it with Thank your you. iPhone. I that's, try, that's I try, and that impressive. I think honestly that's too what really allowed me to like explore how I could use this as like a tool and as a medium was when actually the the women's march in yeah. in January. I shot because that I I mm. had my digital mm-hmm. camera because I was shooting video for I think Glamour magazine. They were doing like a yeah. video about that that's march, right. but I I wasn't really I haven't really gotten into using because I have a Canon. 70 that I shoot for primarily for video but I haven't yeah. gotten really into understanding how it works for just taking pictures so I didn't really use that as much as kind of like a documentary tool and just you know photographing the people there I used my yeah. phone and those pictures I was just obsessed with too yeah. so that really honestly when I do get a film camera I'm will use that as a as a tool of like being a little bit more artistic hopefully in the sense of taking portraits or whatever but the phone really too is is such like a quick way of just capturing things as they happen and to speak to that i um had just got acquired a role of an expired film Mm. from our our friend yeah yeah and i wanted to do a youtube video about it so i was like okay i'll do like a vlog this will be easy i'll just go out and shoot and then like i didn't want to wait because you get 36 frames i'm like i don't want to just shoot junk and like so it was like it was like even like a slower process Mm -hmm. because i was like you like save saving it yeah like this isn't wor- like i've how many times i put my camera up to my eye and said no and yeah. put it down and yeah. kept walking we've talked about that a million mm-hmm. times too which i do in my shooting. in my yeah. in my in what no matter what film i'm shooting but to like have the you know the vlog on me like mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna go shoot this and then be like nope yeah <laughs> no and just realizing how much i wasn't just shooting <laughs> right. and i think one of the really cool things about you is when we shot in hollywood you're just like pow and yeah. you're like pow and then you're like, pow you yeah. know and i'm just like wait 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 you have to think about it <laughs> yeah and but those images were blew my mind. So yeah. Yeah, but see, he's I know he's got the, 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 with that. That's the what Instagram he does. That's his style. Yeah. He's, exactly. He runs yes, wild. I am just know? taking pictures yeah. of. But to me too, like I can see a pile of trash and things. You know, I think yeah. it's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I'm the same exact sure. way. Man. I, that's same something that also way. I was very much interested in when I was shooting film was like still life. So like garbage cans, yeah. traffic cones, the couches on the side mm-hmm. of the street. Those things are so interesting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but oh yeah, it's been same here. I was good. I'm a yeah. sucker for it yes, every I'm time. Like a, I'm I can't such beat a sucker it. for that every time. Cool. That's awesome. All right, guys. So um, we're going to move on to the question of the week. And this is a repeat. Uh, John Sadler sent us in two questions. So we're going to go with his number two this time. Um, he asked, if you had to pinpoint the resurgence of film with one single person, whether a photographer, on Instagram, or anyone, who would it be and why? This is a great question. I don't know if I could. This is. I have, uh, for me, I think the person that, like, first, first introduced it to me in terms of, like, uh, notoriety, like somebody of notoriety, was Bill Cunningham in New York. Oh, yeah. Because he had that documentary that came oh, out man. about him yeah. shooting people in New mm-hmm. York, and that was just like... Dude, that's such a yeah, good little exactly. documentary. So I think for yeah, me, that for was sure. the one person that was, and even in like my circle of people who had seen it, and they're like, oh, I didn't know that you can actually like yeah. shoot film in this modern day and age and yeah. have it still look like, you know, I don't know if I, if I could pinpoint it, the resurgence of film to one person mm-hmm. to, to like give that credit to. I think it's a lot of people um, yeah. just growing mm-hmm. and growing the community. 
Um, there's like people that I know that like got, that I really kind of became like obsessed with. Like Jonathan Canlis was the first like film photographer. He was shooting, I was still mm, shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The fine, fine lab. lab. Um, like I was obsessed with his work and wanted to look at everything he's mm-hmm. ever shot. I bought his book and oh yeah. 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 I can pinpoint yeah. who like brought it back and kept it in the forefront for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of people. I mean, I go down a list, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I could pinpoint like giving that credit. To, to, one, to any one to, person. To, yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot of us, like I said, growing and communicating yeah. and, and being part of this big giant family that we are. Yeah. And I think that is the reason why, yeah. you know, like we've talked about like Kodak bringing back film sure. and, and people bringing back old traditions that, that went away and are coming back is because we're all here being like, we want it, we exactly. want it, we're going to still do it, There's we still demand love for it. it. Yeah. Totally. What about you, Timothy? I think, man, it was on YouTube. There used to be like a docu-series on YouTube. It was... And it was like film something. It had Ryan Muirhead on it. And it was like this reality show where they did like oh. photo challenges. And no, it, I didn't. did you catch any of that? It's it's even it's still up there. I have to find the name of it. It's it's really good, though. But like yeah. the Brothers Wright were on there and it was like right before Cinestill popped out. And it was definitely like. They were just like pumping oh, film. I think I Everybody do remember was on this. that show. They yeah. had about four or five different guests, and they were just like sponsored by Kodak. And the Brothers Wright came in and did a like a Cinestill thing. They gave everybody a couple roles to go shoot for one of the one of the uh, man. What do they call? It? What do they call? It? Why am I why am I blanking here? Challenges. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Duh, I'm an idiot. They had these they had these little challenges, and they would they you know they just run around and do stuff, and it was all on film. They went from they did like lamography cameras to four by five cameras and that was all right around when i was getting like when my transition was happening so it was just like food for my brain you know and i'm like man these people are doing it they're producing professional beautiful work on film i'm like i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) why i'm not shooting film you know like it's it's time but yeah just like just pretty much like you said the community you know the matt days the, the the everybody who does stuff for this community they're all out there and everybody i think is is the reason why it's growing so much right that's a good way of thinking of it sure so thank you for that question john thank you for the two questions um yeah thanks john guys please keep in mind you guys send us questions we want to answer um these questions with our guests on on the show we want to talk about uh these kind of things so uh, if you can analog talk podcast at gmail is where you can send them and again we'd love to talk about it on the show um and this week's photo challenge Adrian, you've you've uh, this was yours. So yeah. do you want what what we want people to share what to the Flickr group this week? Architecture. Yeah. So I Ooh. this is a challenge for me because I I don't I haven't shot like architectural photography since it was like a, like um in photography school it was an assignment. <laughs> really? Yeah, we had to shoot four by five. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, if so to the Flickr group guys, remember to make it so I can download it so I can share it on our Instagram and on our website. If it's not downloadable. I can't do anything with it. But yeah, architecture is this week's challenge, guys. So we can't wait to see what you guys uh, come up with. And again, it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah. We, we love seeing your guys' it. work and sharing that stuff. So It's been very inspiring for me, too. See, see and I gotta, I'm going to submit a whole bunch of stuff. Awesome. Well, this has been this yeah. has been great. Thank you so much for joining us, Thank Adrian. you for having me, you guys. Um, where can they check yeah, out your amazing so work? Much. I am solely right now on Instagram for uh, for my, my, my personal fun life, at uh, Adrian J. Gomez. Uh, and then my website is adrianjgomez.com. And I've just kind of continuously been updating that. Um, and then I'm trying to eventually do uh, kind of like portrait stuff. And I don't know really kind of where it's going. I think maybe I'm going to start out with maybe doing like headshots and just mm-hmm. experiment with that a little bit. Uh, but that Instagram is 
uh, Adrian J. Gomez photo. Yes. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna see what nice. happens. I'm gonna try to you know do this maybe a little bit on the professional side like yeah, you guys yeah, do. Yeah, I've you know I'm an avid. Yes, telling you. you have been telling me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. Awesome. Thank you. Um, for me, it's crispy photo on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, and then I have a another Instagram account that's my full name, Christine Bartolucci. That's where I put all my my film work. We have a website, analogtalkpodcast.com. And our, our email again is analogtalkpodcast at gmail. Send those questions. And, oh, we're on Facebook, too. Like us on Facebook. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like us on Facebook. <laughs> and, Get your grandma to like us on Facebook, And we're uh, Analog Talk Pod <laughs> on Twitter. Where can I find you, Timothy? Nice. All right, you can find me on Instagram, at Timothy Makeups. And then YouTube is just my name, so it's going to be Timothy Ditzler, D-I-T-Z-L-E-R. I make videos about film photography and all kinds of fun stuff over there. You can find me on this podcast, and yeah, I think that's about it. Great. That's, that's where this I'm at. This is a good episode, guys. Thank you again for joining us. I just followed you, Timothy. Look at that. Instant follow. Oh, yeah, follower. I saw that. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. All right, guys, I do want to say um, to everybody, thank you again for listening. Uh, this has been a wonderful project that we're, we're doing, and we, we have some exciting guests lined up for the future, so please stay tuned. Yeah, some, we some we, cool, cool we got some people confirmed on the books, and we're super, super excited, and I think you guys will be too. So Can't wait. Yeah, thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. See you guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.